Sometimes you see it coming. Sometimes you don't. I was called in the Friday before Christmas, and I was told they were letting me go. My husband of 22 years came home the day after our daughter's graduation and told me he had only stayed all this time for the kids. Significant life changes can come fast and without warning. It's what you do next that matters. I mean, nothing changes your life more than a diagnosis like that. But eight years later in remission, and honestly, I'm having the best year of my entire career. And then I went home, and I collapsed, and I cried, and I sobbed, and I screamed, and I wailed, and I'm like, okay, I gotta find a job. Not a single door open. Until the day when it happens to you, you should always be asking yourself, what's in your blind spot? Featuring Patrick Lennon and Dr. Greg Sinema. Okay, welcome to the blind spot. We got Emily Yeager on with myself and Dr. Greg. Um, Emily has a story that I wanted to share with uh, with our listeners. It, it, it is remarkable in terms of what she's doing, uh, where she is, and, uh, you know, the blind spot that she kind of went right into. And um, yeah, so welcome, Emily. We're, we're super excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to to be here. Absolutely. Emily, where are you right now? Let, let's, let's talk about let's talk about where you are at the moment. <laughs> So currently I am in a small village in Ghana, Africa. And what are you doing there, Emily Yeager? Yeah, so I am out here. So I am working currently with Point Hope in um, the small village of Opera, Ghana. And so we are out here and I'd heard about it from Delilah. So Greg, I've told you about Emily. Obviously, you know, you know, Emily used to work with me in my in our previous company and she came into me at 21 years old as a sales assistant. You can go ahead and make some smart cracks now, Greg, that how could anybody do that to themselves? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's some sadistic and masochistic tendencies. Oh, there's no you question. Wanna, you want to look in there? No yeah, question. A little bit. And I thought Emily, I thought Emily was just completely <laughs> like I just, you know, I, she, I wasn't, I wasn't like a big, you know, shiny light in her, in her eyes, but apparently really? I did. I know, I know, I know, to, I know, I know. Hard to understand. I know. Um, I inspired Greg. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> We're but. still looking for the person. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, so Emily worked with me and, uh, was amazing. And, you know, she, now I want Emily to tell your story, Emily, but where you, you know, came from where you were when you were in Phoenix and, and, and doing your, your career, I mean, best job that you've had outside of obviously working for me. And you were in a different place in your life. And so before, <laughs> before this love fest for you um, sure. goes further, sure, sure, um, sure. people who maybe haven't heard the Delilah episode um, and maybe don't know Delilah, right? Mm -hmm. Or in, in her story, Patrick, why don't, why don't you give us a little preamble of that, of what Delilah came on the show talking about and, and her ministry. And then, I, you know, I guess for Emily to be able to say, this is what I heard her say, but give us a rundown of Delilah. For sure. So Delilah is a radio personality, speaks to, I think, 7 million women a week or men a week. I mean, she, she is a massive radio talent, Radio Hall of Fame, but just a remarkable human being. She, she has adopted, I believe, over seven children, eight children uh, from Africa. She started a ministry in Africa where she brought water to, I mean, Emily, Emily told me the other day, I mean, thousands of people in a village, clean drinking water. She's just done a remarkable work and she had some amazing blind spots. I think she was fired eight times. She tells the story in our first episode. And uh, I mean, she was abandoned by her father for marrying, you know, a, 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 a black, a black 
guy. I mean, she's just been through it all. And uh, Greg, I think you connected with her on faith on a lot of different things. And uh, that show was our first one and two in terms of episode one and two. Uh, so you haven't listened to it, please go back and check it out. But Emily texted me after she came home from a trip to Mexico with some friends and said, Patrick, I had my blind spot moment. And uh, I was in the airport. Emily, why don't you take it from there in terms of where you were in your life, what you were doing, yeah, and uh, sort of how the how the you know Delilah's story kind of puts you where you are. Yeah, so it was kind of a a crazy life moment. So I'll actually backtrack a little bit further from that. Um, what kind of set the whole thing in motion? So back in November of this past year, so in twenty twenty two, I had a minor heart attack at twenty six. And so that was definitely a a eye-opening moment as I laid on my... Is there anything such thing as a minor heart attack, by the way? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we'll classify it as minor. So, um, yeah, I had that moment of of laying on my apartment hallway floor in the building as we, we waited for the ambulance to get there and just having that moment of this might be it, right? Like I was terrified. I, um, life got very real and very short, very fast. And so come December, I actually had a procedure to try to fix my heart, which was unsuccessful. But actually in post-op, they had to, you know, bring in the whole code team, resuscitate me. Um, I got a nice hospital stay for that one. And so that was really what kind of set the entire thing in motion a little bit. And so I wanted to, to really make sure that whatever I was doing in my life had purpose. Right. I'd worked in advertising at that point. I was with um, the company with Patrick for five and a half years and then um, previously was managing TV for another brand. And I wanted to to have more purpose in life. I wanted to make sure that, you know, whatever I was doing had more meaning, was helping people. I felt so fortunate that I was able to survive those two things. And so I was on a trip in Mexico and we're heading the airport and I see this field of children playing soccer and I immediately have the the hit to the gut that said you need to go to Africa and so the reason that 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 image what I saw those children playing soccer did was back in 2003 my father had actually gone to Africa and had gone to Uganda and he had gone and built a church there and so I was seven years old at the time when he left to go do that. And so it was something that had run in the family a little bit. And so at that point I was like, you know, it always been in my heart to do it. And so I'd started praying about it and continue to pray about it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know anyone in Africa and I don't know any organizations and I don't know, there's so many, right? There's so many different ones you can go through nowadays. And so I just prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I was like, okay, God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I need some help here. Like I need some answers. So if you can tell me where I should go and with who, (laughs) I will go. Like those are my two questions, just point blank. I was like, just tell me where and with who and I will go. Like I will leave everything behind. And I did, I had a great job at a beautiful apartment in Scottsdale. I had a six month old puppy at the time (laughs) and And I, you know, I prayed that prayer because I felt that that was where I was supposed to be. That was where my heart was supposed to be. And so a few weeks later, I was sitting on a flight 
And not even a few weeks later, it was maybe a week later. And I saw that the blind spot had come out. And I looked at the timing of the first two podcasts with Delilah on them. And I did not at this point know Delilah's story at all. And so I was like, oh, perfect. You know, the timing of the two episodes of the podcast are the exact timing of my flight. I was like, I'll just quickly download these and listen to these. And so I get on the flight and I'm listening to them. And I start hearing Delilah speak on how she founded Point Hope in Ghana, Africa. And I was like, well, that was my prayer. I asked, you know, where I was supposed to go and with who? <laughs> and... I start crying on the plane. Like people were probably thinking I was a crazy person on the plane. And so I start crying. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm like looking out the window and I'm like, I guess the next flight I'm going to be on is probably to Ghana, Africa. Before I left the airport that evening, I got off the plane. I, got, I sat down in the airport. And before I left the airport, I had applied on Point Hope's website to come here for six months. Mm. Like it was a full leap of faith. I was like, you know, I asked God. He gave me the answer. I don't need any more, like, I don't need to think about it. I just need to go and I just need to do. And so that is how I, I ended up finding out about Point Hope and making the commitment. And then I did, I messaged Patrick and I was like, you're not going to believe this, a blind spot. has <laughs> massively changed my life. And so here we are. And wow. I think Emily, the, the other thing you had mentioned is, you know, the passage in Luke, and then you went to... Mm -hmm the service the next day. And I think Greg had mentioned a passage in Luke and then the, the sermon that day matched and you're like, okay, enough, enough. Okay. I think, yes, I, think I got, I got is, the point. <laughs> yes. Which was crazy. So I believe it was, um, actually it was Luke 12, 25. And so who are you by worrying, by thinking that worrying can add a single hour to your life? Right. So I was like, in that moment, I'm like, I have full peace in this decision. You know, I prayed about it. I'd asked God, I don't need to think any more of it. And it was the best decision I could have made. And now I've been here, I've been here, I think just over 40 days, and I am loving it. What do you love most about it? The opportunity, one, I think to gain perspective. I think that's a massive thing in life, to be able to gain perspective and to, to be stretched in ways that are uncomfortable to, to grow as a person, but also to be able to to go into these schools and to go into um, working with, you know, I lead a woman's empowerment entrepreneur class. So being able to go into the different classrooms and to be able to teach there. And so getting to work with them and make those connections and bring them together and seeing the different community that it's building and collaboration that it's building um, is really been been a wonderful thing. So this is this is what's interesting, and for us, and I'm kind of saying this for me, but Patrick and I have had this conversation. When you talk to people who have kind of surrendered and and given their will over to God, and that's what it sounds like you said is mm -hmm. you're kind of sitting there and you're going, "Look, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but I'm going to surrender my will to you, God." And He took it from there, correct? Hundred mm -hmm. percent. 100% took it from there. And I think that's the power of what people don't understand and how we keep wrestling for control of our lives. And, and listening, you're, you're listening to Delilah talk about 
things. And, and I know I remember talking to Lila and clearly having this feeling of, wow, you're such a better person than I am. Thank you. I actually right? said that actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just reminds us how little we give and how, how little effort we put into life sometimes. And, and we get so into ourselves mm-hmm. in what, you know, and that this is life is all about us and, and that there's nothing expected of us for all that we receive. And I, I was having a, a chat with a pastor friend, and I'd love to get your your take on this, Emily. So, you know, we were we were looking at Second Corinthians five ten, and for the purpose of what that is, it's it's really that kind of moment where it says we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and there's an accounting there. And this is this is what Christians don't like. I'll, I'll go and say Christians. Some Christians hate this image of, and, and the Bible is very clear. There's, there is a ledger, if you will, of things we've done good and bad in our life. And we hate the thought of that, right? Because, you know, I, and I'm constantly trying to visualize my, my ledger and I'm embarrassed to say the bad side. I'm very, very aware of what's on the negative side of my ledger and constantly trying to fill up the other side of my ledger to balance it. And I know, I know through faith, we're not you know, we're not saved by works, but our works do play into our lives here. And when we don't step outside of our comfort zone, as you have sitting there in Ghana, Africa, um, you know, you, you just want to understand you, you need to do things. You need to let your works show your, your spirit and your faith. Uh, but we don't do that. We just want the good side of Christianity. I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's tricky, right? I do. I definitely do not believe that you know it's necessarily. I think some people think that you have to the good gets you into heaven, right? Right. But I think it's a, it's our faith and our relationship with God that I believe gets us into heaven. Um, so it's it's interesting because never when I'm here do I ever refer to myself as like a missionary, right? I just say like I'm serving people because that's what I want to do. Like I just want to serve people. And so that's kind of how, how I take a look at it. But I do think that there, I think about it a lot, you know, when like, I'm not a perfect human, I sin plenty. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's constantly that, that evolution of how we can make ourselves better. It is. And, and I don't want anybody listening to think that I'm saying you're saved by works. Yeah, you're saved by grace. And, and that is the bottom line. It's always been the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the book of James is very clear on, um, you know, you show me your, your grace, I'll show you my works. And there's an intertwining of, of grace and works. And I just want to applaud you for being that individual that hears something at the moment when something was calling you, mm-hmm. but you didn't really quite know how to answer the calling, <laughs> right? Yep. It's just like, I'm here, you know, and, and so many um, biblical examples of, of people saying, God, I'm here, I'm willing. And then waiting for God to say, I'm here, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and here's what I have for you. But you answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between most of us in we're, we're, we're very good at asking. No question. But when the phone rings and it's God saying, I heard you and I got something for you. We're like, oh, this might be the wrong number. So it's interesting. So actually years prior, I had looked into to coming to Africa because it was something I had been on my heart for years. And I ignored it because of fear. Fear controlled it. What was the fear? So I think I had a 
you know, being a young female, when I was afraid to travel alone, right? And then I was like, okay, what if I, I always said the what if, right? I lived in the what ifs. I was like, what if I die? What if I get kidnapped? What if, you know, I get sick? What if this happens? Instead of looking at it as, what if I die in my apartment hallway from a heart attack at 26, right? Like I was so afraid of, of going there. And then I realized it could just as easily happen in the comfort of my own bubble. And so that gave me that, that trust of knowing that life is short and you have to just take control of it and you have to just go where you're, you're, you're supposed to go. And I actually heard a great quote in the book, Love Does by Bob Goff. And he says, when Jesus invites us on an adventure, he shapes who we become with what happens along the way. And I thought that was an incredible example of taking that invite from Jesus, right? And, and going when we're called to go and he will, he'll continue to shape us into exactly who he wants us to be. And I think that's, that's who I strive to be. Yeah, that's powerful. And Patrick, I want to kick this over to you in a second, but I just want to make an observation of what you said. You said, what if? And mm -hmm. so much of my ther therapy work over the years with patients has been um, helping people deal with what if. What, mm -hmm. what if is the tyranny of the future? It, it is an open door to all of the anxiety that we have. Well, what if I lose my job? What if, you know, I, I can't make my bills? What if this relationship breaks up? What if, and, and the, the list is endless. And in your case, it's like, well, what if I get hurt? What if I'm traveling? And what if, what if, you know, I'm not safe? What if um, there's a, an apartheid issue where I am and, and this turns horrible? Um, all of these what ifs are roadblocks to you answering the call. And they're anxiety producing moments, but you worked through them. And I, I need people to hear how you work through the tyranny of what if. For me, it really became that realization that that, that what if didn't matter. That what if was no longer relevant because in my life, I saw that what if when, when I almost died in November and then almost died in December, back to back. And it became this, it, it, it really wiped it out for me. There was no more, more what if. It became just life is short you have to answer the call because the call might not come again. That's powerful. Tomorrow might not come again. Super powerful because the, the blind side was I'm trapped here, but in, instead of, uh, I mean, the negative events is you got blindsided by two, a heart attack and two procedures. And, but it erased the anxiety of, I can't go do things. Mm -hmm. And it pushed you actually in the opposite direction of, I have to go do things. 100%. Yep. That's powerful. Um, Patrick, I just, I just love to, you know, if people don't know, you know, you can't tell somebody has been blind most of their adult life as you have, and they don't, they don't know the, the obstacles you have overcome. But I'm curious if you mm -hmm. have some kind of corresponding moments where you kind of have that come to faith moment where I, I have to go do this. I have to pick up, you know, my shield and my sword and move forward. I can't just sit here and wait. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, well, first of all, Emily's, you know, so incredibly brave for, for taking that call. I mean, <laughs> she tells me stories and we've spoken and I'm going to show Greg some of the, some of the videos of Emily running with kids in the street 
And yeah, so we have like the village running club and they love it. We just run, we just run up and down the street. It's like a third mile round trip and we'll do like 20 laps some nights. <laughs> Emily, what, what is your, what is your nickname amongst the, the children in the village? So, <laughs> so in Ghana for white girl or white person, the nickname is Obruni. And so when I started running, these two little girls would just sit on this little step and they'd be like, go Obruni, go Obruni. <laughs> Which is like, just go white girl, go white girl. <laughs> and they would just. Yeah, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's slow. <laughs> but it's, it is funny because I've gotten used to responding now to the name of Bruni. <laughs> it's just, I'm go like, I, I might as well just be getting called Emily. It's no different than Emily. It's just Bruni. So. I mean, to answer your question, Greg, I, yes. I mean, I, I've had so many kind of pick up your shield moments in my life and you know, I, I think faith is a big reason why, you know, I've been able to kind of continue to pick up the shield and continue to try things. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you and I decided to kind of do this podcast, right? Is because so many people get knocked down and they have to figure out what if. Well, what if is kind of past, man. You, you gotta go, you gotta go do. And sort mm -hmm. of action creates action has always been my sort of tagline, so to speak, or my mantra is just keep trying, find a solution and keep trying. Um, and Emily just inspired me. I mean, in terms of here's this 27 year old girl going to Africa by herself. I come to find out she's only one there right now. And uh, as a volunteer right now, doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's the only quote unquote white girl <laughs> in in the area and uh she's out there and she sent me a video greg when she first got there her walking through the streets at night with a guide with a person that was helping her but she videotaped it and it was powerful because i could hear the noises and you know at 10 11 o'clock at night little kids playing in the street with no parents burning trash at night the homes was that are built out of sticks and she still said the kids these little kids have so much joy and I think, Emily, you said to me, the hardest part is when they just look at you and you know you can't save them all. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep. it's, it's tragic, but then there's so much joy. So it's sort of this, you know, sort of this, this complex ecosystem of we don't, as people who are from the United States, there's so much that we just take for granted. And uh, I think, Emily, you said one of the things you miss most is just the smell of clean laundry, which I thought <laughs> was really funny. Um, yeah. But no, I, 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 I've had to answer the call many times. And, you know, I've, luckily, I have people around me that support me and, you know, love me and continue to let me kind of bang against the wall and, and keep trying. Um, but yeah, Emily, you, you've inspired me. So I, I wanted you. you on this podcast because what you're doing is remarkable and i'm oh and your your mom and your sister and your dad are coming out there Greg, yes and her dad obviously built the church you know um 20 years ago whatever it was so emily when when did they get to uh when did they get to the village so they will be here end of july so just in a few weeks they'll be able to to be here and the entire family is actually putting on a vacation bible school for an entire week for just about 80 children and so we made sure that it was completely covered, completely free for all these kids to come and have lunch provided and get a camp t-shirt, like a summer camp t-shirt. 
um, like full American style, like the games and the the crafts <laughs> and and all of the different all of the different things. So I'm really excited for that. And those will be actually an entire school that is coming, and it's it's one of the schools that I teach at um, while I'm That's here. Remarkable. And you're teaching 16 classes, Emily, over four days. Or I mean, it just that was you had told Carolyn and I the other day. Um, yeah, it's amazing. No, I I you know I'm grateful to have it's funny too kind of come full circle right i mean to you know you came into the agency world and you were great and uh to say i'm going to put it all down right the Mm -hmm. marketing the advertising fields it'll be here when i get back yeah and to take that leap of faith is it's remarkable and i'm i'm just uh I'm, i'm i'm proud to have you as a friend thank you no, you have definitely been an, an incredible mentor for me. I mean, I remember actually calling you, I think at one point, I'm like, is this crazy? Is this crazy to like walk away from everything, to walk away from my career? Um, but it was the best decision I could have made. Yeah, the answer is no. Because um, guess what? We're still going to be back here selling stuff on on podcast and when you get exactly. home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. And uh, you're going to be a, much better person than most of us as a result of it. So not. Nah, so know. let me, let me, let me, let me ask the follow-up mm-hmm. question because again, the, the curse of being a shrink, mm-hmm. you're not going to be there forever. You'll be coming back. Correct. At, at some point I'm, I'm guessing. So I think what I'm curious most about is not, not the professional world. I mean, you're successful. You'll do great at whatever you do, but I'm curious who you'll be when you come back and how you're different than when you went. I wish I knew that answer, right? But I, in full transparency, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just as curious, right? To see the different ways it's going to shape me, right? It's already shaped me in so many ways and, and given me that perspective of, of really how little we need. Um, Because it's very easy, I think, in the U.S. to become materialistic, to, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I love shoes. Right. <laughs> and so I'm guilty of it, but it's, <laughs> it's amazing how much you can do with so little. And here is, is seeing that with, you know, like I can go out and buy 60 children's books, right. For the price of like one pair of sandals. And that's great. When you look at it in those numbers, how could you not want to make a bigger impact there? Right. So in just small ways like that, but I think it will be very interesting when I come back to see the change that, that takes place. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And the, the point of my question really has this foundation in how materialistic and shallow we have become as Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not, I'm not here trying to shame anybody. That's, not the point. I have my own issues to deal with. It's, but it's. No, he's it's, serious. He really does. Emily. He's got a lot of issues. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I had to get it I in, right? I had to get something back in there. I hear voices. Yeah. Um, but, but they're friendly voices. So it's right, all good. Right, and right, they, and good. they keep me company. Yeah. But the, the, um, the truth, the truth of it is we lack perspective here. And, and it's what mm-hmm. troubles me most about the future of America. And I'm not gloom and doom. I believe we're headed for um, a resurgence in America. I think I think there's going to be um, a, a very good time ahead of us. I think God is moving here. I think um, great things are going to happen. 
But I think perspective is what's missing here. And what I love most about what you said, other than the fact that you're just a marvelous human being, and I and I applaud you, is that you you have a new perspective on life and how little they have, but how happy they have there where you are Mm -hmm. and how much we have and how unhappy we have are here. And what I'm hoping is when you do come back, you become a a voice of perspective for friends and others. And that maybe there's a ministry opportunity for you where you help people here to understand how to be a little more grateful about life. Absolutely. I look at it. And even when I I've thought about it a lot. Even when I come back, I don't think I'll ever be able to to fully step away from Point Hope, right? So whether that's that's still volunteering on the U.S. side, doing what I can do from there for for the team that's here on the ground in Ghana, yeah, I think that will probably always be a part of my life. Well, Emily, I'm going to share this episode with with Craig Kitchen, who you know obviously works with Delilah, and, and hopefully it gets her gets it gets her way to her, but. You're amazing. And uh, thank you for being you. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to see you when you come home and uh, we'll come out to Arizona or you come out here, but yeah, absolutely. we're going to get, we're going to, and continue, we're going to continue to stay in touch. I'm going to text you and you're going to send us videos and <laughs> I'm going to, I'll yeah. put some stuff in the show notes so people can link out to some of your videos and some of the things you're doing, but it, it brings so many people, so many joy, so much joy. So thank you for, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. And thank you guys for, you know, having this platform to, to share those stories and to share the message, right. To, to help those and to help see how you can overcome those blind spots. And because really, if it was not for this podcast, I would not be currently sitting here in Ghana. So thank you for that. Yeah. But you know, now, now Patrick's going to take credit for all the work you're doing now. (laughs) Well, I, I've already done. I've already done that. Actually, I have a website. You know, um, he's you know he's already taken full credit. Yeah. I have a website. So. I have a website. It's just Patrick did it. dot com. Patrick did it. Yeah, Patrick did it. dot com. Um, yeah, and I actually got advertisers on there too, so I'm making a little bit of cash too. So it, see, it, it plays there, out well. There it is. Yeah, it plays out well. Oh there, man, there he it, had to. You know, he had to. You, I had to get a plug to. in those. I'm sorry. Um, all right, Jaeger, you you rock. Um, and stay healthy and stay safe. And um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being you. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You betcha. All right. Bye, Emily. Goodbye. Wow. That was, uh, that was a story, man. I mean, it, it sort of made me almost think the podcast was worth it. Uh, because almost, <laughs> almost, almost. Um, but gosh, I mean, her, her willingness to answer the call. I think that what you said kind of hit me. In answering the call, that I mean, my takeaway, at least my my quick takeaway on the interview, was one thing you had said, and obviously it's what she's doing, which is the most brave thing, is really looking at life with less and how much more she has as a result of it. Right? We in the U.S. are so consumed with more, 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 and uh, success, and this and that, and. You know, there's so many folks that are doing the more, more, more thing and are unhappy, right? And and here she is in this little village making a huge difference and changing lives with little. That was that was powerful to me. Um, I don't know what, what what were some of your takeaways, Jay? Yeah, you know, real time. I'll give you I'll give you a takeaway that just happened, and mm-hmm. um, because 
I see Emily in her life and what she's doing there. And in a lot of ways, it's very complex, but in a lot of ways, it's very simple and it's very straightforward of I'm here to serve, yeah. right? So I'm sitting mm-hmm. here and and we're kind of summing this up. And you know how you, an, an email will flash on your computer of some, yeah. you know, it, it'll give you a brief message of who's sending to you. Yeah. And it's and it's a client of mm-hmm. ours. Um, and it's a really good client, a very, a very big client, but it is the most negative client I have. Mm-hmm. And obviously I won't share the name because I don't want to lose the client, Mm -hmm. but it was complaining again. Mm -hmm. And it's complaining about stuff that we don't have any control over. I can't make a massive podcast host change what he says Mm -hmm. and, and bring more energy to it and read it this way and say, you know, it's like, it puts to me the contrast of what's going on in America of more and more, better, better, larger, larger, faster now, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, I want to make more money on this right now. And I want yep. this guy, we're paying him and I want him to do better for us. And I want to see more response and more results from this, more sales, Yep. right? And then in, in stark contrast on the left side of my head, I have Emily over here and she's like, <laughs> I'm running down the street and, and the girls are cheering me on yep. and I am yep. teaching a class. And it's like, there's the problem on my computer screen, yeah, left yeah. and right screen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if we could just slow down for a minute and quit complaining about everything and wanting more and being dissatisfied with whatever it is we've been gifted, and, and it's a gift, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, we're here, right. and that's a gift, um, but we're so ungrateful. And I just believe that whether you want to call it karma mm-hmm. or or you know God or whatever, but the more ungrateful we are and the more dissatisfied we are with life, I've got to believe that there's a flip side of that, which is you think you're dissatisfied now? Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot out there, man. I mean, you, you talk to people who are serving or doing things that are, are, are meaningful and uh, it makes you take a, make, makes you take a check, you know? Um, yeah, I mean that's that's one good thing about being blind. I can't see the computer screen, so nobody nobody's <laughs> bugging me right now. Um, but now, dude, thanks for thanks for taking the call with Emily. I mean, I think she she hopefully inspired a lot of people who were listening to take a chance, right? If somebody, if if you get if you get the call, right, and uh, something tells you faith, I mean, there is so many signs out there that no one pays attention to. And uh, there's a reason things are, are put in front of you, you know? And you, yeah. And you, you don't have to go to Africa to do mm, it. Mm. Nope. Right. I mean, just be a better human, <laughs> you know, just try harder and yep. be nicer and be yep. kinder to people and find an area to give here. Right. I mean, I, 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 you know, patient care, I was doing five days a week in an office and, and I, just burning out. Oh yeah. And then, switched and said, look, I'm, I'm going to go into business, but I'm going to still just go see people up at church one day a week mm-hmm. and no charge. Right. Well, working and, with me probably put you in there a couple of days a week for um, service. Right? Yeah. I almost mm-hmm. got out of the field. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm it's charming. just, Come on, it's no. just the, you are actually quite charming, you know, but I hope you don't let that go to your head. I know. But recorded. It <laughs> but it's, but it's the, I'm giving instead of asking. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm extending myself, you know, in helping versus what can you do for me type stuff. And and I'm I'm not holding myself up to be a shining example of anything. Yeah, we have listen, we have we have our faults, no question. Yeah. 
All right, my friend. Um, well, thank you for uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing a great interview. And and um, until next time, um, hopefully uh, people can find their blind spots and get through it. Well said. We'll talk to everybody later. All right, buddy. Bye.